everybody, how you doing? Welcome to the show today. My wife just smashed my arm into the button, so we went instantly live because she's messing around, and I don't know why. So welcome to the show. <laughs> That's what I'm happens a- when you go live. She's just like, bang, 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 <laughs> on my arm. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm pushing the button right now. So here we go. We hopped on live nice and early. That's what happens when you go live. Oh, it's great. Sorry. Anyway. So today, though, is uh, season two, episode 25, <laughs> which means next week is our one year anniversary of doing this wild and wacky show, which has been actually a lot of fun. So it has been. Um, but today we actually have something really, really exciting to share with you. And it has something to do with blended families. So we wanted to talk a little bit about stuff around blended families that maybe you don't know. And yeah. that's going to be coming up right now. <laughs> Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. Oh, it's all the (laughs) videos playing and all we're doing is talking about how she smashed my arm into the keys. She's like, I didn't know it would do that. Uh, Yeah, it'll do that. That's Okay, occasionally, like if we're sitting in church, you know, and his leg is next to me, I'll just... I'll just go on his leg. I don't know. I it's like a my sign of endearment. <laughs> and I didn't realize like he had his finger like this. And I just was like, and it pushed it. She doesn't know what everything goes into this. So she just probably doesn't really know. No, I just show up and talk. Candy's like, wow, time flies one year already. Yeah, I know. Is that not crazy? Hey, what's up, everybody? Tyler, Sarah, Candy, thanks for being on today. Yes, one year already. I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is. It's so crazy. So, and we have brand new microphones. We do. So my birthday was on January 26th, and it was on a Tuesday. So we did our podcast on that day. But then yes. that Saturday, we had you know a family family come over, and my uncle got us these awesome microphones for my birthday. I cannot yeah. believe it. But this is our first episode with our new mics. That it's my birthday present. Yeah, these microphones are so professional. They're so awesome, and we are so appreciative of that. You know, it really does help make a difference when you're recording yeah. each and every week, and you know, we do this, and it's just, it's we're so appreciative of that. I know I'm like all giddy right now because I'm like, look at the microphones, look at them. Yes, sure makes good stuff. Sure, SM7Bs. Yes, awesome, Sorry, awesome, man. awesome. Fun. I had to give a shout out to my uncle Mike. That's right. Thanks, Uncle Mike, for the awesome and the new boom arms too that came with them. The little arms that come with them. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. So. So today we want to talk about blended families, right? We want to talk about how important it is um, about all the statistics around blended families. There's a lot of stuff, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's almost kind of jaw dropping, to be honest, when you really start to dig into it and really start to see it. But first, we have an announcement, and that's really what we want to talk about first. Yeah, is about this really exciting. So we want to just go ahead and and play it. So it's a video, and we want to play it for you guys starting right now. Hey everybody, we wanna let you know that I am Josh, this is Christy, we are The Grouches. We're gonna be your hosts for the first time ever, perfectly blended, one day event coming up in April. We are a blended family, so we feel that's what sets us apart when it comes to this space, is that we know firsthand what it takes, especially being Christians in this space, 
trying to blend our family together. Josh had two kids, I had two kids when we got together. And over the past 10 years, we've really done some very wrong things and some very good things to really come together to figure out how to do this thing called blending a marriage. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's, we are grateful believers in Jesus Christ. We're strong in our faith as Christians. And to be honest with you, the church really understands nuclear families, but there's not enough available really for blended families. So this is where we really want to step in and really be a resource, not just to you, but you be resources and help to us as we travel through this journey together. Yes, like Josh was saying, is that when you're a blended family and you're coming together and you're Christians and you're trying to enter the church community for the first time, you're really trying to do what God wants you to do and follow biblical principles for your marriage. Mm -hmm. The thing that sets us apart a little bit is that the nuclear family doesn't have to think about crazy exes or splitting holidays or birthdays or financial differences or parenting styles. Even something as simple as filling out a form when you're going to school with your child and signing them up can be a sign of embarrassment. So when you're walking into church for the first time, sometimes it can feel like you're wearing a big red D on your shirt mm. and that everyone's gonna know that you've been divorced and you're gonna be judged or you're gonna be shunned for that. And we wanna take away some of that awkwardness by building a community of people around this and really give biblical principles surrounding it. Yeah, it's really important. So we understand that every family has their own dynamic right not it's not a one-size-fits-all thing but what we have come to learn is there's really five key things that you have to have and you have to implement into your family and into your marriage mm -hmm. to make sure that you do have success Christy and I have come up with something called the blend framework and that is something special we would like to share with you on April 10th uh, you know it's gonna be an amazing time there's a there's a place now that you can come you can learn you can you can have some fun with Jay and Laura LaFoon which if you've never had an opportunity to meet them they're hilarious, fun, mm -hmm. and they want to make sure that they help couples stay strong together. You know, so we really want to encourage you to come. But the most important part of this event, the number one thing that we pray that everyone gets from this is community. That's something that's really impacted us as a couple and as a family. So we want to encourage you to come on out. April 10th, registration starts at 8.30 a.m. See you then. So if you can't tell how excited we are, uh, yeah. we are just so excited. We just introduced this today. It's something that, uh, you know, we've really been praying for for a long time, Christy and I, is that, you know, uh, we just want other people that's been where we've been and that are where we are to feel welcomed and loved uh, by the Christian community. And a lot of times, uh, you know, Christians that haven't been where we've been, they just don't understand the things that we've been through. So the the love and the community that can happen through sharing time with other blended families is just so important to us. So we have an opportunity to to partner up with Jay and Laura LaFoon. If you haven't had an opportunity to meet them yet, we actually have an episode that we did with them. They are hilarious. They are fun. Uh, they have been doing, um, you know, marriage events and stuff for over 25 years and they are professionals and they're awesome. And so we're just so excited. April 10th is when we are going to be doing it. 
Yeah. So I am super excited because if you talk to, you know, I've had conversations with a few people that are Christians that are still part of a nuclear family. Thank God they're not divorced, all of that. And I've been telling them like what we're going to be doing. And it's so funny because some of the comments have been like, well, I know a blended family in my church and they're fine, you know, or I know a blended family and that's fine. And it's like, it doesn't, if something's not talked about, it's not fine. Uh, Just because someone's just accepting the silence doesn't mean it's like if you get married and you marry the person, then you never tell them I love you again. You know, it's like they should just know we don't need to talk about it. And just because something's not being said that it's actual problem, we're not trying to say that we're trying to just bring more awareness, more community and talk about it. Like uh, blended families do have to take into consideration a lot more decision-making things than the nuclear family does about um, traveling, even going on vacation, things like that. When you have another biological parent, you know, that lives in a different household, if the other biological parent doesn't have faith or doesn't live their life, there's so many more things to it. And we are so involved in our church community that sometimes people forget, you know, like they're just talking to us and they're like, well, why don't you guys go do this? Or why don't you guys go do that? And I'm like, well, we can't, you know, because (laughs) not all of the kids are mine, you know, and they're like, oh yeah. So people just forget too. So it's good to bring awareness to this and talk about it and be able to say, what, what did you do that worked? What did you do that didn't work? I mean, just have conversation around it. That's all. And then how did you apply biblical principles to it? Yeah, so I want to make sure that I put down the link. So we created an event uh, page on Facebook. So we just asked that if it's something that you're interested in. Now, this is 60 days out. And we did this on purpose 60 days prior to the event because there's a lot that go on in everyone's lives. And we want everybody to have an opportunity, number one, to be able to pray over it and see if you guys want to be part of this event. Um, and there's two different ways that you can be part of this event. Number one, you can come and be live part of the event. Now, if you're not comfortable with that, we do have a streaming option, so you can do that as well. But also, we want to let you know that maybe you don't have a blended family, but you feel, you know, prayerfully consider and you, you feel called that maybe you want to help help build this this type of ministry. We do have a donation option as well that is on the page. So we just ask that you visit perfectlyblendedevent.com. You can visit that and look through the webpage. You can look through everything that's going to go on. There's a full schedule on there. So, you know, there is a lot going on. But most importantly, all we care the most about really, to be honest with you, is bringing people together as a community. That's something that's really impacted Christy and I in our life and in our Christian walk. You know, we're really blessed to be part of a recovery program. And I'm telling you right now, the number one thing, beside, of course, us following Christ and being that, but is the community portion of it. You know, and that has been a game changer for us. So we want to be able to apply that in something. And we're going to talk about some crazy weird statistics today, but um, we want to be able to apply that community to Christian blended families as well. And that's uh, crazy in a lot of dynamics. So. Yeah, Ty yeah, and see, Kelly are blended yep, family. Ty, Tyler and Kelly are blended family, you know, and our dynamics are different. You know, we're mm-hmm. not, you know, I, I discussed, and I might even mention it in the video, I can't remember, but, you know, I kind of look at us uh, families as like an iceberg, and at the top is the nuclear family, right? We have all the same normal things that we have uh, that go on in our marriage, right? We have problems in our marriage with communication. We got to get better at that. But under the water, that's where you really see the iceberg really flare out. That's where like all the blended family issues come in, like, 
Christy has to deal with my ex, whether she wants to or not, because she's still part of our lives in a crazy way. And so is her ex and then their grandparents and then their yeah. grandparents and, you know, all the aunts and uncles and all that stuff comes Cousins. in and yeah, and all of that stuff comes in this crazy play that the nuclear family doesn't normally deal with. So we just mm. really want to bring a, a special community together and we're excited because you know, our, our society's beginning to open up and live events are so awesome and fun to be back. There's going to be live worship music at this. Like we're planning on to have a great time with all of this. Yeah. yeah we're super, super excited. Access <laughs> right. I lived in Texas before, by the way, which was pretty awesome. And I want to move back there. Don't we? Yes, we do. All right. So a few things that we want to talk about. Okay. I think this is something that is, let me pull it up here real quick. That is a family that people always forget about. Is these people, the Brady Bunch. Mm -hmm. And they were blended. They were blended. And Chrissy just looked it up before we started the show. And it was, it aired from 1964 to 1969. 1964 to 1969. How crazy is that? And these are, these. this is a family that really was introduced into the mainstream media. And she just did a little bit of reading about it. But the dad uh, became part of a blended family because his wife passed away. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't really go on to say it, but they said that the the writer, the producer of the show uh, wanted to make sure that the world knew that the mom came from a divorce. Now, as taboo as that was then, as taboo as it is now, that is a reality that we live in. And that's why we want to share some of the statistics that we have today. Yeah. So, and I... I just thought about it today when I was watching something and I text him and I'm like, the Brady Bunch was a blended family. And that was like in the 1960s when it wasn't really heard of. And that's the type of things that why we want to bring awareness to it and bring community around it because it's just there and it's not being talked about in a negative or positive sense per se. And it's important to have those things. It is, you know, we've, I think we've even mentioned this before on another episode, but you know, we look through the Bible and the Bible is full, literally chocked full of blended families. The majority of the families were blended families. Mm -hmm. You know, it's back as far as, you know, we even look at uh, Jesus's life, you know, Joseph was a stepdad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of crazy dynamics that come along with that, that, uh, you know, that we're all living in reality. So just to show you some crazy statistics real quick. Okay. First thing, 113 million Americans have blended families. 113 million Americans have blended families. Now, the crazy thing about blended families is, won't you share with everybody all the different things that we found out that are that make up a different blended family? Well, what made us start looking this up is so when Josh and I, we've been talking about this for a couple months now, right? Uh, more than a couple months that we wanted to really start creating a community around blended families, specifically Christian blended families. And it's so funny because I had uh, two or three different single friends like reach out to me and say, well, I don't feel like I can be a part of it because I'm not blended or I, um, I'm not remarried, so I'm not blended. And what people don't think about is you are blended. If you're no longer with the, if you guys are no longer nuclear, you're part of a blended family. If you are still single and your ex-spouse or ex-partner is now with someone else, you're part of that blended family. Josh and I being together, our exes are still part of our blended family because they're having an effect on our children. They're their biological parents having to go back and forth. And then 
talking about if you're an adult and your parents are no longer get together, it doesn't matter if you're an adult or not. Your parents split up or divorce and then get remarried. You're now part of a blended family. You are a stepchild and you have someone else in your biological parent's life that um, is having an effect on that person, which will impact your family's structure, your family's core. It's something that you will need to work through. But there's the, like he mentioned earlier, the old grandparents, like my ex-in-laws, and then the new grandparents that are coming in the picture, if you're getting remarried, if they get remarried or they start dating, it's there's grandparents on that side, siblings, cousins, Mm. you know, and then Josh is like, Josh's sister is now uh, with a, well, she's been now with a different person, but she has two girls with her ex and now she is, um, has a little boy with her. So they're part of the blended family. Well, even if him and I, we were original nuclear, we're into a blended family now. So because they have other, and so when we get together, we're used to having her ex there with their two kids, but now her two kids might not be there for our family events because they may be with their dad. And that's something that our family would need to work through. We're used to having the girls with us all the time at all of our family functions. We have to learn to share. And even our extended family sometimes gets upset about that. They don't understand. We get it because we come from a blended family. But those that don't have a hard time being like, well, this is our family event. You're children should be here. That isn't the way that it always works. No. And you have to pick your battles because whatever happens affects the kids and affects the kids in a negative way if you're fighting because they will always feel torn, always feel torn. They'll feel like they're getting made to choose which parent they love more. That might not be the message that we're trying to send, but it's the way it makes the kids feel. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, a few different handful of ways. Number one, we always think blended families are because of divorce and it's not always true. Sometimes there's widowed, right? Or sometimes there's adoption. Um, I mean, there's uh, uh, regular, just single parents. There's adult, Christy brought this up earlier, adult parents that remarry. Maybe I just you said that. Oh, did you just say it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's really crazy. Like we don't really think about the dynamic of all of that different types of things that make us blend mm-hmm. family. It's really crazy. Right. So my mom and dad have been married ever since I was one years old. Right. Mm-hmm. I was one year, one, two years old. And I, I sometimes forget that I'm part of a blended family. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I forget that. Yeah. So my dad, my birth father has never been in the picture. I mean, he is, wasn't even in the picture when I was one. So, uh, but my older sister and I were adopted by the guy that I call dad now. Right. That makes me part of a blended family. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, you know, we go to Tennessee and see when his mother was alive and stuff, you know, it's, that was his mom. It was always a, just a different, like I wasn't, it was just weird, right? It was just, you just feel differently about this, the situations and the scenarios. It's just a natural thing, whether we want to or not growing up. But it's like, wow, you know, blended families are just so prevalent. It's it's not, it's not going to get any better, unfortunately. It's probably going to stay around the same, at least, you know, over the years, statistics have shown us that it's basically floated around the same. It's, got, it's gotten dramatically worse, and now it's kind of leveled off. You know, it's it's about 50 to 60% of all families are blended, and mm-hmm. it's deep. You know, it's, it's really deep. So, uh, you know, another statistic on here, you know, there are 1,300 blended families created every day. Christy's seen that in a video today, and that's a kind of mind-blowing. You know, we live in a sinful world. Let's just be real about it. We live in a broken world. Broken things happen in a broken world. And we have to get better at 
embracing the way that things are and trying to heal it so later on that doesn't continue to be a problem. And if we don't have healthy resources and healthy community to grow in and, and find comfort in and good, healthy community in, things aren't going to change. That 1300 is going to be 1600. And then, you know, longer and larger and larger as time goes well, along. The world's just going to keep getting worse. I mean, we know that by reading through the Bible and getting into revelation. I mean, it's, it's the world is going to keep getting worse. Our sinful nature. Um, we have to be warriors for the kingdom while we're here. We do. But it's, um, we know that eventually God's going to come back and we try to reach as many people as possible. But what blew my mind is if you haven't heard about Ron Deal, Ron Deal was, mm. The, is the main been in this space the longest yep. he isn't part of a blended family i mean so him and his wife are still nuclear i don't know about their extended families sure. and all that so i don't want to say that he's not part of a blended family at all but um his stuff is very very good he's a christian counselor and he's counseled people for decades so he has a lot of good wisdom and experience great from books what he's, yes from what he's seen but part of the things that he talks about is how to keep the children at, at um, still discipline them all like equally as possible, but your marriage needs to be the number one thing. You know, you have to make sure that your spouse goes, that's the way that God did it. And that's one of the hard things in a blended family to really keep reminding yourself about. Because if we get into my automatic response still, even after 10 years, I have to take a step back and remind myself if something happens and he says something, let's say about one of my kids, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, but then I have to remind myself like, okay, I need to, I want to defend my kids yeah. because deep down, I know they're not his kids. They're my kids. So our instant things, and it's the same with him. Like if I, if he feels like I'm attacking him about something to do with his kids, his first response is he wants to protect them yep. because deep down in our core, we don't feel like someone's going to love our kids the way that we love. And that's what we need to do is just talk about these things. They're not necessarily wrong. The feelings. I don't truly feel that anyone are, is going to love a child as deeply as the biological parent. It doesn't mean that they don't love them differently, though. And it's no different than if you have multiple children. You don't love your children the same. You love them. Um, you love them the same amount, yeah, but, but you love them differently. Yeah. And it's the same thing. A step parent can love the children, but there's never always going to be that full force love like a biological parent has. If we divorced, I would have no rights to his kids, you know, yeah. and that's what sucks. You know, I've been in their life for a long time. And if all of a sudden we divorced and we weren't together anymore, it goes bye-bye. And so to have understanding of that for the kids too, that's why it's so hard, I think, for the kids to really trust because they know ultimately you may not be there forever. That's why it takes such consistency and longevity um, to do that. And blended families are on the rise. I mean, they are on the rise. And what blew my mind, that's the whole point of why I brought up Ron Deal. <clears throat> what isn't talked about or thought about ever, he brought it to my attention. And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, I never thought about it. Is almost every single family in the Bible is a blended family. David had kids with multiple people. Joseph nope. had kids with multiple people. It's like Abraham. Every, I mean, it's it blew my mind that that never stood out for me before. You know, we're always walking around saying like, oh, you know, we can't be a deacon in the church because you've been divorced, you sinner, you know, type of thing. But then if you look at the Bible, there isn't very many nuclear families in the Bible. And that's not talked about. And that's okay to talk about. 
Yeah, I want to circle back because she mentioned something earlier before she jumped back on that. Sorry. It's okay. It, she said something, she said something though about we have to be very careful when we are in blended families because you see a lot of people post like, I always put my kids first. Yeah. And a lot of times it's women, right? It says, no, my kids are always first. They're the most important thing. This is the reality of that scenario though. If you're not willing to put your spouse first, you're really not putting your you're putting your children in a position to win or have the best because of it. God put a hierarchy in our lives intentional. And it's not up to us to feel like we know better than what God knows when it comes to hierarchy. I think where that comes from, at least my opinion of that as a part of a blended family, is when we get divorced or we become a blended family after something like that, we don't feel as equal anymore, right? We don't feel like God can bless our marriage mm -hmm. or we can't honor God with our current relationship because it's just a step lower than a real relationship or a nuclear one. But let's be real. God is a redeeming God. Now, mm -hmm. it doesn't make up for the excuses or the wrong things we've done, but let's, if, we are, if you're married now, if you're remarried now, your marriage is just as important today as it was in your last marriage, mm -hmm. okay? God is a forgiving to God. God, to God. Yeah. And it matters, right? So you have to push forward with that same thing saying, listen, everything that applies from God's mouth is always right. It's never fallible. It's never wrong. So the hierarchy still plays true. That's why focusing on each other in your marriage is really what's best for your children, even in a blended family. Like Christy said, I may not have the same feelings towards her children, but if I am honoring to what God tells me to, mm -hmm. they're going to get the, the, the amount of love that they need. You know, and I, we can work through those things. And there are some practical things that we can work on as a blended family to make sure those things get worked out right. But we have to focus on each other first and foremost. And that's hard to do. Yes. And I think some of the reason why the churches kind of shy away of talking about this is because it may seem like we're promoting divorce. And we do want to be clear on this is that if you're currently married and you're a Christian, you believe in God. God does not want you to get a divorce. Amen. He wants you to stay married. God is a redeeming God, like Josh said, and he can fix anything through forgiveness, time, hard work, all of that. If you're already divorced, though, and you're already remarried or you're just divorced and you're going back out in the dating world, God can still bless a new marriage or your current marriage in the future. Yes. So we're not talking about if you're currently married and you're thinking about getting divorced and saying, oh, good, he'll bless my marriage in the future. Uh -huh. That's not what God wants for you. No. I can tell you that no. with utmost certainty. We're talking about once you're already blended, once you're already divorced, yeah. you've made the decision. God is a redeeming and forgiving God. You need to take responsibility for the um, decisions that you've made and then move forward in blessing. God God heals, covers every sin. Jesus died on the cross to cover every sin. Divorce is not the unforgivable sin. It isn't. No, and she says it in the video too about wearing the big red D. We feel, that's like visceral to us. Like we feel that. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody that goes in that has a nuclear family thinks that, but it yeah. doesn't mean that we don't feel that way. And why do we feel that way? Because there's not a good, strong community that's vocal and vulnerable about being part of a blended family. That's why this is so important to us. Like we understand we're in the pit of all of this. That's why like these statistics are, are just, they're just jaw dropping. Like 50% of all families are blended families. Like that's over 50%, right? The next thing that I found on here was one third of all weddings in America form blended families. Mm. I mean, these are, these are relevant. These are 2020 statistics. All right. What's the next one here? Oh, this one divorce rates for second marriages 
range from 40 to 70%. Now that one to me is the alarming one. And you want to know if you really dig into the reasons why, it's because the because of the children of the new blended family. That's the reason why. But why? It's because the the couple aren't putting them each other first in in the the marriage. They're too busy focusing on the kids, which causes a major divide in the family. And that's the point that we really want to focus on because a lot of people aren't aware of that. The divorce rate for nuclear first marriages in America is high. The divorce rate for second marriages that come into the relationship with kids is even higher. It's almost double. And that is why community is so important yes. because your marriage does need to come first. God does need to be at the center of it. But there's so many different things. And if you don't have specific community that has empathy and understands what you're going through and will give you biblical advice and hold you accountable to it, it's going to be much easier to fracture and crack. Amen. And that is the one statistic that I really wanted him to hit on too, is because the divorce rate for second marriages is even more. I'm in school right now. And for my final class and my final paper that I'm working on my research paper, we could do it on anything we wanted. And so I started doing it on blended families, obviously, because that's what we're going into. And it's amazing because so many of the studies now that are out there, they're saying aren't even 100% accurate because so many people now are choosing just to cohabitate. And a lot of these studies are actually done only with married couples. They're not even um, taking into consideration the people that are dating, yeah. casually cohabitating together and choosing not to get married because they don't want to get married again. And God, number one, it's a sin to live together outside of marriage while well, to have sex outside of marriage. So if you are going to start dating and cohabitate again, you should marriage should be in your future to talk about. But that these are statistics that are scary. You know, if you're already getting a divorce and you're <laughs> and yeah, if you're already divorced and you're looking to go through it again before you get married, you really need to have a healthy concept in a relationship with your current children to understand when you enter into that marriage, mm. there, it, this needs to be a frank, open, safe conversation that your marriage does need to come first. And both parties need to be on the same page as far as how the parenting is going to go, how fair it needs to be. And um, the biological ch uh, parent in the beginning does need to be the disciplinarian for their Absolutely. own biological children. That is so, I'm so glad she brought that up. That is so important. Teaming up in the level of communication has to be next level when you're in a blended family. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about parenting, I mean, we could go on and on and on, right? We could. And that's why the whole reason why we even had, wanted to have a one-day event so we could really deliver so much more content. But when we talk about parenting inside of a blended family, it is important that we communicate behind closed doors away from the children and we, we learn how to parent that way correctly. That way, I go and I am the authority over my children but they know that she's the other parent in the home. She's not their mom. Right. We, she's she's made it very clear to them. I am not your mom. I'm not trying to be your mom, but I'm to be respected as the adult in this home. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to punishing and stuff like that, we had to make sure that it comes from the, the biological parent. Mm -hmm. And that's otherwise I put her in the position to be the enemy. And that's never our goal in our relationship mm -hmm. ever. We're not trying to create enemies. And let's be honest, right? We bring The only thing we bring from our last relationship in all reality is us, right? And that's, we're part of the problem. 
And if we're not willing to do things differently than we did in our last relationship, we're just bringing all the same problems. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to we have to know that our last relationship didn't end because we were complete selfless and just worked hard on our marriage. That's just not the truth. And if you think that, there, there was probably something else really going on. So we have to remember, it's it's time to really kind of look at ourselves like, how can we make this work the best way? And that is our marriage mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. God first, marriage second. But yes. yes, in the hierarchy of things, yes. So, and it's also important as even a blended family in the Christian community to have really good, solid nuclear marriages in your community of people. So you should have solid blended couples that um so you can stay accountable to one another keep encouraging one another yep. it's very frustrating to be a step parent it is very demoralizing and demeaning and just thankless i mean people i mean i'm a biological mom i have my own kids and that is a very thankless job step parenting is harder step parenting is you're loving 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 and never getting anything in return and that's sometimes the way it is but god has called us for more so to be around a nuclear family that's super solid and then you could be a light for them too when mm. they're struggling to say okay okay if you got divorced and you remarried it'd be a lot harder i'm just telling you okay <laughs> just deal with it it's normal yeah. teenage years wear on uh first time marriages in blended families teenagers it's harder you know so it's very, very important for your community of people to have solid, biblically sound marriages, but Healthy. the community of blended people are so important. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, Stacy says something here. Great insight. All this is so important because I think so many people, even us, tend to not put too much thought into yep. how it's all going to work. It's not something to just figure out as we go, blended families need urban uh, families thought need first. thought first action second and that is where we screwed up we didn't yep. really we didn't and that's what ron deal even says. we learned the hard way people just think we're gonna get remarried and we're gonna just have a family and this is just gonna you yeah. know it's just gonna be like i'm leaving the problem well it's not even that it's like we're gonna be able to continue to be the same type of family that we were in the last marriage yeah. Yeah. and it isn't it needs to be talked about like no the dynamics are different the family members are different. The, the situation needs to be different. In our family, I do feel like I, him and I were talking about this. My biological son, my oldest, got the hardest position to have to accept when we got married because he had a daughter and a son. So oldest and then jo his son, Josh. And then I had a son, Garrett and Graydon. So Graydon went from having one sibling to having three, but he was the baby in my family and he remained the baby. Jordan was the oldest. She remained the or oldest. Josh was the second oldest. He remained the second oldest. Now he did go to being the only boy to having two other boys, but my son Garrett went from being the oldest firstborn child boy, boy uh, for me to now being the third oldest and the second oldest boy. And that is a very hard, you don't think about what that's going to do to your kids emotionally when mm -hmm. you're the oldest child and then you're not the oldest child in the house anymore. It's hard. It's hard to, so being strong in your marriage and being able to have empathy for your kids' feelings and what they're dealing with too. We didn't talk about any of that. We, we just figured 
We're going to be a family. It's going to be fine. We're going to discipline them and we're going to, you know, be parents. Yep. And it's just, it's not the way it happens. No, it's not. And what we're try, what we've tried to do and what we're trying to do is be able to shortcut things for people, right? Take what we've learned the hard way. I feel like we've learned everything the hard way, mm-hmm. you know, over the last 10 years. And maybe there's some shortcutted things, you know, that we can offer up to say, hey, you know what? That's great. That's a great idea. I didn't know that. But most importantly, be part of a community of people that says, hey, we're screwing up too. We're screwing up currently on things, and we do. And maybe there's some insight that we can get from this community. I mean, in all reality, let's just be a community of people and be able to be open and honest and vulnerable about our blended family issues because there is things that uh, nuclear families don't understand, and it's no offense to them. It's They just don't get, get it. it. Yeah, They just don't get it. Reality. The one last statistic, though, that I really wanted to share is I think it's super powerful because um, – we think about divorce and we we think about the dollar figure, right? So the average cost of divorce is 13,000 bucks, right? That's the average. Now there's a lot of times we can go solo, right? And just do it real easy, get cheap. Maybe there's nothing to divide. That $13,000 though can go up by hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It really can. But the major impact isn't even the dollar figures. It's really not the dollar figures that really make a difference, okay? It is the impact and cost on our children, Mm-hmm. It's the the cost and impact that it has on families that maybe you've been part of for a long time, and now those have to be strained, and those ha- now have to be broken, and now we put a lot of extra weight on our own children uh, to have to deal with all that stuff. So as responsible adults, right, we don't move on in new relationships for our children in the beginning because that's not how it works, right? We need to find somebody that that we love and care about that we can have a healthy relationship with. But how are we treat, treating that relationship to make sure that our children grow up, that they don't feel like they have to leave their partner after things get hard? How are we teaching them? How are we guiding them so they're not going to go through the same things that we're doing? And that is the real cost. That's mm-hmm. the true cost, you know? So let's make sure that we're being responsible in our new marriage, in our, our blended family, to focus on how can we create something healthy for our children to grow up so they can have healthy families. Yeah, ultimately, one of the greatest things that I did hear about it and studying this now and listening to things about this is the cost is always loss. It's never gain. Yep. So when Good. you have a divorce um, or if you have a blended family, it's from being widowed. So someone passed away. It's a loss. It is from a divorce. It's a loss. It's a breakup of a nuclear family. It is now the loss of time. You know, you are going to have to share your kids on holidays. You're going to have to share your kids on their birthdays. You're going to have to split that up. That's a loss. Your kids get the loss of their parents being together unless the person passed away, you know, which is very sad. But if it was divorce, kids always want their parents together. Always. They always, while they're growing up, even if Josh and I now that we were remarried when our kids were younger, even after being together for, let's just say five years, we've been together for 10. It probably would have came out like if we really would have allowed our kids to be honest and they would have then said, okay, if we would divorce now and get back together with your mom or your dad, would you want us all together? The answer would be yes. (laughs) The kids want their parents together. Now, as they get older, they understand why they have deeper understanding now, why we're not together and a greater acceptance. But it's lost. The cost is always lost. So to take it with a big heart, patience, time, empathy, communication, all of that. And community is a huge part of needing yeah. to, to have that. Yeah. Baggage comes with all of that, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. We live in a sinful world. 
we're sinful people. We're raising little sinners. I mean, what is the what is the best way that <laughs> we can? We are though, and it's yeah, how, what is the best way that we can help equip them to be better adults, to be better men and women, just in general, and then be better partners, and then be mm -hmm. better parents. And we have to understand that the hierarchy, the the word of God doesn't change. Like it's always the same, and it always applies, always. And if we just learn to obey that and and follow the guidelines of what God tells us, then our lives will be lived out, and our children's lives will be lived out so much better in a healthy way. Go up really quick. What? I want to address what Stacy said right here. So Stacy, we actually dealt with this, and it took us a little bit Oops, to um to recognize it, to recognize what was going on. So my kids went to their dads typically every other weekend and his kids would go to their moms three days a week. So they typically go Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and then they'd come home. And then my kids would only be gone like every other weekend. So it took us a little bit to recognize what was happening. But when they first came back from the other parent's house, they acted differently. Um, and we, I know, see, that was so good. Um, we then prepared for it, us emotionally. So it's like, okay, when uh, little Josh comes back from his mom's Wednesday night, it's going to take 24 to 48 hours for him to then adjust and come back. And it was the same thing for my kids. They would have to, we'd have to give them 24 to 48 hours to adjust and come back. The difference be, is because our both of our exes have never gotten remarried. They've never really had a steady, long-term, significant Correct. other person. Yes. So they would go, and a lot of times with single parents, with their children, it's more of a buddy. It's more of putting more emotional responsibility on the kids as if they're equals in the home as far as chores and um, taking care of things around the house or more like a friendship thing. Let's, let's just hang out. The rules are typically um, discipline isn't is there and not a Christian home. So then there is cost. There's just different things, just different lifestyles. So it takes the kids a little bit to readjust. OK, you're no longer the parent in this home. You were the parents in this home. We do have respect and rules and things that you need to follow. And they're a kid. And they're a kid, so you have to give them time to adjust. It is a lot for a kid to take on. A it lot. Took us a, it took us a few years really yeah. to figure that out. I would say three. three yeah, to, to allowing them to decompress when they got to our house. Because we didn't recognize it at No, first. because we would get mad. We'd be like, you don't act like that. And we would get really you hard know. on yeah, you know, this is our house. This is how you act. And all we did is push them further away at that point and made things worse. So we were like, okay, well, first off, you don't allow them to come home and be super disrespectful, but you give them a little more leeway and you give them some understanding. And that went miles yeah. for us. That went miles and miles the first, for us. The fir especially the first day they came back. Oh, we, I mean, oh. it, we would just look at each other and be like, we're going to, I mean, if it was disrespectful, that's one thing. It is different. It's, we don't, we didn't allow disrespect, but for them to be um, more withdrawn and just want to go in their room and kind of, I think, decompress themselves a little bit and adjust to the change. We had to allow them to do that. We did. We didn't want them to come right back in and be part. Okay. We're all going to sit down and have dinner together. All of these things. We yep. allowed them to have the time, but it took us a few years. It did. We had to do like family meetings, which really became a big oh, part yeah. of our, 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 I mean, we can, we can go on for so much stuff, but family meetings were really a big part of it. And it really was important. And we learned through that too, right? Where she used to sit with her kids. I would sit with my kids and then it became like, 
it became like teams and we're like, okay, that's not good. Like her and I need to be a team. And we did that. But then we would tell them like, look, we know when you guys come back, right? We wanted everybody to be part of this. Like, Hey, we know when you guys come back Talked about things openly. Yes. We had to be very, very open with it and high level of communication and say, look, you know, we're going to give you a day to, you know, and then, Hey, we're going back to normal, you mm-hmm. know? And it really, as time went on, they understood, they knew, and it wasn't to come home and act up, but it was like, okay, you know, let's, let's, Let's decompress. Let's let the, the, the differences shake out. And then mm-hmm. and then after a few years, it really did start to iron out. Mm-hmm. We had to be intentional about the conversation. We did. Though. We really did. We had to sit down and, and let everybody mm-hmm. talk about things and understand, hey, Big Josh isn't trying to be your dad. You have a dad. No. Um, I'm not trying to be your mom. You have a mom. But I am a parental figure in this home. And what we do need to do is have respect for one another. You respect strangers. It's respect. It doesn't have anything to do with someone trying to be your mom or someone trying to be your dad. It's a good character and integrity to give respect to people. And if you need to go decompress about things, we need you guys to talk to us yes. about that. Yep. And standing behind each other in mm-hmm. that was really, really important. It was making sure that my kid didn't get away from talking to her in a, in a horrible, disrespectful manner. It was not up to her to correct my child. It was up to me. Be like, you know, Josh, Jordan, you don't you don't talk to her like that. You don't talk to Christy that way. That's not how you treat her. Yeah. You know, she's not your mom, and I'm not asking you to treat her like the mom, but she is an adult Ooh, in this home. And you, and you will respect her accordingly. Like those things are important to stand behind each other and do that stuff. Because I've seen in a lot of blended families where the other parent is just like, oh, they're just being funny. You know, oh, they're just joking. They don't mean anything by it. No, it's because you don't want to correct your child and you don't want to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You're going to always be the bad guy then because you're going to be the bad guy then to your spouse. And that's going to cause much bigger problems. That's it, why being partners is so important. It's so hard too, though, because... You get into a blended family and it's like, you don't want your kids to think that you don't love them. It's not even that. You don't want your kids to think that you love them more than them. And that's the struggle with um, with a bi- being a biological parent in, in the relationship and saying like, you don't talk to them that way because kids too are not all innocent in this. They will try to say, you love them more than you love me. Oh yeah. You know, and so- Well, their parents will. The other parents will. Yeah. So it's important to talk about that. But what I wanted to say is all you ladies out there that are part of a blended family or in the future someday, you're going to be part of a blended family. Every single study, hands down, that has ever been done about blended families, stepmoms have a significantly harder time being um, accepted into their role or into the family than stepdads. And the reason why they say is because children have so much of a connection to their biological mother from, you know, being carried around inside of them and all this stuff. And kids inherently think that if they have affection or care for this stepmom that they're being disloyal yeah. to their biological mom. Now those feelings are still there for stepdads, but it's doesn't take as long, especially when it comes with boys. You know, boys tend to respect the stepdads more, but stepmothers have a harder time, and then stepmothers even have a harder time with girls, girls. with girls adults. that aren't theirs. Yeah, girls yeah. that aren't theirs. Girls that are so stepmoms. You really have to be a lot more patient for a lot longer. You know, and really accept your role. You aren't the mom. You aren't, you know, like there's rules in your house that need to be followed, but you are not their parent. And that's important for the dad, though, to be a support to her as a stepmom, to let her know, like, I know this is hard. I tell her all the time. I'm like, 
you know, still today, you know, it's still, okay, still today, I'm going to be honest about something, okay, still today, she tells my son that she loves him, but he doesn't say it back. He won't say it back. But I tell her all the time, don't stop doing it. Just don't stop doing it. Can you imagine, though, being in a relationship for 10 years and you tell a child that you love them every day and they don't say it back? I mean, that's hard. Mm -hmm. And it's my job, though, to let her know, like, I know, I know my kid, right? And I know my, my son loves her and he doesn't say it, right? But I want to support her and let her know, like, you just keep doing it. You're doing the right thing. Like, be the support to that because it's, otherwise you feel like you're on an island of yourself, like yeah. all by yourself alone. And that's just... You know, it's hard. Being part of a blended family is tough. It's Something like that for me, though, I didn't get. I told I love you growing up. Neither one of my parents said it. And so me, I say it all the time. And I I don't really care. I mean, of course, I want him to say it back to be nice. It's not like I'm like, I don't ever want you to say it to me. It's fine. But I, of course, I would like it. But m me personally, I think it's important for him to know that he's loved. Yeah. You know, as growing up, kids really need to know that they're loved. They really need to know um, that they should be proud of who they are, you know, type of things. Yeah, what for she sure. Say? She just said, this is something that's pretty cool. She said, our boys hear this all the time. The first day to come back to our house. Truth without grace is mean. Grace without truth is meaningless. That is good. Mm -hmm. She said, Doug. You know, so uh, what we want to leave on on the end of this uh, conversation is these conversations can be so much deeper and so much wider mm -hmm. that one hour of sitting here on a podcast is just never enough time. So we want to start creating events. We want to start creating community opportunities, whether it's retreats and events or, or, or conferences, ways for us to get together and really start to dive into some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, let's really dive into what works and what doesn't work for different families and what are the key components. And, you know, so. So we want to make sure that if you know someone that's a blended family, share this event. Now, maybe you don't live in Michigan. That's okay. We have a streaming option as well. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to be part of this. And communities don't have to live within the same zip code of each other, okay? Communities are people that are strong together. Tyler and Kelly Brown, yeah, we, we, we are part of their community. We, we text each other and we reach out to each other and we're community. And they do not live here. They live way south in a much better place than where, where you live, but much warmer. You know, so community is really important. So perfectlyblendedevent.com. Please check it out. And um, if you feel so called to, be part of it. We really want you to be part of it. And really what I want to bring to this too is um, Josh and I are talking about the, if for a blended family, your marriage does need to come first. <clears throat> and that's part of the reason why we also asked Jay and Laura LaFoon to be a part of this because they are marriage edutainers. So they really like doing the ultimate date light night. They've been doing this for almost 30 years as far as helping to bring community and strength to marriages. Yeah. So people may be wondering like, well, why is Dan Laura LaFoon there? And it's because they are great marriage experts that's been doing it for a long time. They have a great community. And then Josh and I want to talk about the blended aspect of it. But the core of the blended besides God, I mean, God should, that shouldn't even need to be stated. God should be a given. Uh, marriage needs, your marriage needs to be before anything else. It needs to be rock solid. Yeah. It's because really the devil wants foundation. to divorce marriages. He wants to divorce you. Yep. And you don't think because if the second, it's the second marriage that he's not still trying, he is. Especially if you're a Christian couple. So true. And their book is good. They have a lot. They actually have a, quite a few things out. 
too. So we, our goal is to have them back on, hopefully before our event in April. I'd yeah. like to have them back on the podcast. Again, really kind of just to dive in a little bit of this stuff, but I watched one of their, uh, they did a, a an interview on a news station a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago now. And Laura said something during that interview about, you know, about 50% of the people that come to their conferences are in their second or third marriages. And the reality is it's here. And the reality mm. is, is whether we want it to be Christians or not, it's us. Yep. We're here. And what better way than- Raising little sinners. <laughs> raising those <laughs> little sinners. Well, let's help them little sinners out though and have healthy families, you know, blended or not, you know, we can have healthy families. I am absolutely in love with this woman next to me and I want to spend the rest of my life building a real, real, true, loving relationship between us and showing our children how special that really is. And that's mm -hmm. my job. That's my job. So uh, we encourage you, come join us for this special, awesome time. And you're not a second class Christian because you've been divorced. There is no first class Christians. Amen We're all that. the same. And I'm going to make a bumper sticker of that. So <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot for spending an hour of your night. Longest one yet. On Tuesdays. It's because we could talk about this all day long. We're just so passionate about this. So please do us a favor. Share, share, share this episode. Share the event. I, I put it down inside the comments. Help us spread the word. And one year anniversary coming up next week. So excited. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.